Welcome to the Strong Single and Human podcast, a real look at single parenting, how to navigate the ups and downs of life with kids on your own while keeping sane. We cover all manner of subjects from domestic violence, dealing with childhood trauma, through to fussy eaters and how to help your kids become resilient. I'm your host, Claire Martin. Welcome. This week's guest is a co-founder of OWL Home Education Network. OWL is an innovative, easy for me to say, platform similar to other service provider platforms such as Angie's List, Upwork and Fiverr, yet unique in its mission to revolutionize the educational opportunities for children and educational professionals on a global scale. Their goal is to connect people all over the world, people wanting to learn French, talking to people in France, etc. They will be launching their network on July the 23rd. Hey, welcome Chauncey Childs. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Claire. I'm excited to be here. No, thank you. Thank you. Wow. I'm like, I'm excited to talk to you about this new educational network that you're putting out there because like to be able to be learning a language or learning something and then speak to people either in that country that you're for one of one of an example's sake um so to be speaking to people in the country that you're learning the language for it would be awesome but then to speak to people who already um are teaching like physics or whatever it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Um, so look, tell me a little bit about how you got to who you are and how you got to starting up this network. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a long story. Uh, way back in 1997, um, I had five children at the time. My older three kids were in, in the public school here in the States and uh, really struggling. They were having different issues. Um, and I mean, I had a daughter going into fifth grade in the fall uh, of that year. She still wasn't reading. I mean, she could sound out words, but she couldn't tell you what she'd read. And I, you know, I was just spending hours a night with the homework packets and working with her different, trying different programs and the other kids too. And, you know, not fighting with teachers, but just doing a lot of, I mean, I have stories. We won't go into all the stories, but, um, in the spring of that year, I was sitting on a school site council in uh, the little Northern California town that we lived in. And uh, they introduced a curriculum for the eighth grade that they were going to be starting for social studies. And it was um, wow. all the bad things the white people had done to the indigenous tribes there in uh, the tribe there. And uh, I didn't have, I wasn't opposed to that. Um, I'm not, I'm not afraid to talk about those stories. I think it is important part of our history. The part that I objected to was my son and all the other white kids in the class writing apology letters to the, to the native kids in the class. And I said, well, I mean, you know, let's tell the story, but, but then let's, let's help the kids to learn to appreciate the culture. And, um, you know, let's, let's have, let's have Indian food. Let's have, you know, Native American food. Let's do some festivals. Let's learn the dances, the costumes. Let's, let's do something fun. Let's not just, you know, put, my son had nothing to do with that 150 years ago. And none of the kids had anything to do with this 150 years ago. And of course I was met with, um, you know, open, open mouths. And like, you know, how dare you go again? This was a, from a grant from our federal government that they had written this curriculum. Uh, so we call that today CRT, right? This was going on 25 years ago. And that was just kind of the last straw for me. And I just said, I, I if I'm going to spend all this time with my kids every day, uh, I might as well just try it myself. So I, I just took them out of school. I mean, I didn't re-enroll them the next fall. I didn't, know what I was doing. I didn't have, you know, 97, there was no, no real, um, internet. I didn't have access to it. I didn't, 
no. not anything about homeschooling at all. Like my well, parents, it was all starting to come around then, wasn't it? Like 97 was like, but not yeah, really, not really. Like how it is now. Yeah. I was in a little town. I didn't know anybody that homeschooled. I just kind of went, I just have to figure this out. So we plunged in. The first year was a wash. I was pregnant with my sixth child, laying on the couch going, oh kids, God. kids, just, you know, do your math. It's, it's quiet. Get over there. And it wasn't very effective. The first year was kind of a wash. We moved. Uh, and then uh, the second year, after the second year, I went to a convention. I started getting my feet wet, reading some books and, and meeting okay. people. And it got better. And so um, I did, I've done that ever since. And uh, hats off to you. I, you're a legend then because <laughs> I did 265 days of lockdown in Melbourne. And half of that was like with my son in his first year at school and I'm working and also oh. homeschooling. Mm. And I'm hats off to the teachers, hats off to anyone who has to deal with and manage kids because I just sit there and go, wow, you know, it's. It's different when you, on. yeah, it's different when you feel like you've made a choice, I think. Yeah, because fair you, enough. Can, you can think about it, you know, and, and you can kind of get your head around it, you know, emotionally, mentally, mm. you know, and, and think, you know, if I'm a total flop, then I've made this decision. It's different when you're thrown into it and you've not, you're not prepared. I mean, none of us, nobody was prepared for any of that. So, um, yeah. And but we had online tools. Okay. Like you didn't like, yeah, we I didn't had, have anything. We could go at websites where they could do math or they could do reading right. or they could like, there's websites <laughs> out there now that you can do all of that stuff yeah. on as you like, you know, and, um, yeah. So it was, a you know, I just, I just went off gut my- instincts, uh, you know, immediately after that first year of trying to do kind of pre prepackaged stuff that I'd found, uh, I knew I can't do all the grade levels. I mean, I just, I can't, I can't prep all that. I can't administer it. I'm going to have to find a better way. And the better way that I found was to um, tap into their interests, tap into my interests, give myself permission to continue my education. Cause I, I only had one year of college. I wasn't college educated myself and to continue to learn. Cause I love to learn. And I, I almost immediately decided if all the kids get out of this is that they learn to love to learn, I will have succeeded. That was really the whole enchilada for me. It was, it, it was if I could really instill in them a love of learning and turn them loose on their own curiosity, they'll be fine. And not surprisingly, they are. <laughs> They're just fine. They have all graduated from college, uh, various Shame. disciplines, and uh, there was no problem getting into college. It's not that there weren't days that we were all going to kill each other. Yeah. It, no, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Um, but, uh, on those days it was, Hey guys, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go muck out the barn. Hey guys, you know what we're going to do? Cause we can't get along. We're going to go plant the garden. <laughs> we're going to go spread the manure or whatever <laughs> we're going to do. We're going to weed. And, uh, and I, I don't know. Get him out there. It, it felt good. Get him doing physical stuff. Yeah. Rain or shine. So yeah, or we went wow. to the pool or we went to the science museum or we just, we got out of there. If it was a bad day, we just didn't push it. Because you, you can know? do that, yeah. can't you? Because homeschooling, you can go and do that. Whereas when they're stuck at school, that must be a nightmare. There are advantages to homeschooling yeah, yeah, sure. where you can go to the science museum. You can go out in nature. And if you're learning about a particular animal or whatever, you can go and see that animal. You haven't got to just be stuck <laughs> watching videos and all of that stuff which unfortunately in lockdown was what oh, we were doing because we were yeah. locked down, but yeah. Yeah. Lockdown was a lot harder. Lockdown was definitely a lot harder. I, I know that myself because I had my grandkids. I was doing my grandkids during that time. I had uh, my granddaughter who was 13 and the grandson who was 11 and, and very severely ADHD and, and the five-year-old. She's also very severely yeah. ADHD. Oh my gosh. And so my daughter's in college, she's finishing up uh, an advanced program and had started before uh, the COVID. And so uh, she couldn't just quit. And yeah, that was, that was interesting, but I learned yeah. a lot. I, I learned a lot. Interesting I learned a lot, but I, I do sympathize with you and everybody else that uh, had those challenges. Yeah, no, that's what well, so, okay. So homeschooling. Wow. Yeah. Hats off to you. And then how did you get from homeschooling your own kids? Because some people would go, okay, I'm homeschooling my kids. Cool. That's fine. I'm finished and done with that. To then getting to go, okay, well, let's do this home, this owl home educational network that you're setting right. up. Like that's a whole it, jump. 
Right. So the truth is, um, I had such a ball and I had, I have such, I had so much fun with my kids. <laughs> I mean, I could go into that. I mean, in high school, they were my, I had two boys that wrestled. They both got second at state. My daughter took first in her flute on, in state. She was, I mean, they just, my kids did the gamut of everything. And we were just, we just had a ball together. We just had a lot of fun. And when that ended, it was devastating. Wow. It was really devastating to me. Yeah. And I'd known it was going to end. And so I'd been searching for quite some time to, you know, reinvent myself and have another life and just want something, you know, where I could feel like I was continue to, to progress and contribute to society. Cause I, I'm just not the type of person that enjoys going out to lunch with the ladies and getting pedicures. It's just not my thing. I hear you. I hear you. I get <laughs> it's just not my thing. That, and and like... I hadn't had a career yeah. and I wasn't, you know, I'd come back to college actually a couple of times and it was just like, God, this is just boring, you know? And I couldn't <laughs> think of anything. I mean, really after you've, after you've spent years enjoying your own, just, just, gaining knowledge about things you really love. And then you have to go sit in some stupid psychology class or math class or writing class or something. It's just like, I couldn't think of anything I wanted to do bad enough to put myself through that torture. So uh, I searched for a long time to find another purpose in life because my kid, I did it right. You know, they're, they're just independent and we have a super close family, but they're doing their thing and they're doing what they should be doing. And uh, I talk to them all, all the time, but you know, they don't need me. I love them. They love me, but they don't need me. And so um, one morning I, I woke up and I was reading some stuff on, um, I was reading about teacher attrition, you know, the teachers oh, yeah. that are, that are quitting by the bucketfuls right now. I can understand. And I thought, <laughs> where are all these teachers going? You know, what are they going to do? I mean, they can't stay in the system. They're just done. They're burnout. Where are they going to go? And I thought, well, it's just such a shame because there's a lot of people bringing their kids out of the system. It's not, it's a shame. We can't find a connection point for them. And I could, you know, give teachers an option. And really what I want to do with this Owl Home Network is really make it, I'd really like to really expand it, not only as a connection point, and we're calling it kind of like the Angie's List or the Fiverr, right? Or the Upwork of, of education and where you can connect with parents and students and coaches can all connect with teachers and educators all over the world. It could happen. Like, you know, like we were saying, it could be, you know, learn French from a Frenchman, um, a teacher who, who just wants to make a difference in the world can teach English to, to a group of kids in Africa, you know, or whatever, whatever your heart desires, write your own cur curriculum. Um, so uh, I would really like to see it even be, a, you know, that a teacher who signs up with us someday could, could have health insurance. They could have a retirement plan, just like they do in the public system. So they have some security. Uh, that's a lot of the reason why teachers stay with it, because they sure don't get paid enough no, to teach. But they get those don't. benefits, right? They get yeah. those benefits. So, but, you know, teach whatever you want to teach from the beach in Hawaii. Wow. Why not? <laughs> Why not? So, okay. So you were reading about teachers leaving and you suddenly thought, well, why don't we do something to help the teachers? Because what, what are they leaving to go and do? Uh, you mm -hmm. know, exactly. Okay. So then how did you come up with the idea of going online though? It just really, uh, it just was really one of those, you know, crack open the skull. <sighs> information just poured into my head yeah <laughs> it's kind of like what it was it was like whoa 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 like I know nothing about any of this I this is not my thing I I website what and so I called a friend of mine uh Shane Eastman and he and I had met in a um in a online uh business at mastermind we were part of a mastermind um where you know you learn online business and uh, I called him. I said, Shane, I've got this idea. Just, I don't know, am I crazy? Run by this. And he was like, oh my gosh, that's the best idea I've ever heard. And so he's more of a tech guy. And uh, he's really, in that aspect, I, I do the content and I do 
I'm the idea person and he, you know, is more. But that's how it, that's how it normally in business. Yeah. That's normally how it works is you get someone who's an idea yeah. person. Somebody does the other stuff, which is great. It's a great partnership that way because, yeah. you know, something gets done then. No, cool. So, okay. So how does this new platform work then? How does it work? Do teachers come and sign up? Do kids come and sign up? What What's on there? Yeah. So it's really going to be fairly broad um, on a very basic level. Yes. Um, any teacher can get on there and, and, you know, put, put their stuff out there, their profile, they're going to make a profile. They're going to have a background check and they're going to say, this is what I want to teach. And they get as niche as they want to get. Right. I only want to teach math, math to fifth graders. That's all I want to teach 10 year olds or whatever. Uh, or they get as broad as they want. Um, and it's real, it's not limited online, right? Because a lot of people need people in their homes. I mean, some people are looking for somebody to come teach. Like my daughter-in-law in, in Vegas, she's part of a group that's looking for um, a way to bring, uh, of all her friends, they have 60 kids together. I don't know how many how many families wow. this is, but they have 60 kids that, that they've all talked about it. They want to start their own private school. So where do you find a teacher? Where do you find the curriculum? How do you figure out how to do that? You know, the laws and all that stuff. So this is what we want to do. We want to give people those resources to do whatever they want to do, whether they want to do a little micro school where they get together every morning or three days a week, or you want to have a private tutor come in once, once a week and then work with your child online the other four days, whatever the scenario is, whatever you need, we want to say, this is, this is the connection point for, for finding that for the, for the family that wants to find other families who are homeschooling and just do activities together. For the, um, uh, I'm trying to think of all the different scenarios. <laughs> there's just there's just endless scenarios. Oh, it's just, yeah. Uh, yeah, and and I'm uh, where I see your platform being helpful is because I know I, I've got a lot of friends who have kids who have learning disabilities or whatever, or just because they're autistic or whatever, they just don't want to go to school, right? And it's difficult to get them to school as well. Mm-hmm. I don't honestly think the schools really understand the situations and circumstances and potentially if they're not specialized in children with learning difficulties or autism or whatever, then they've got like 500 other kids to deal with. And if they've just got one or two that have these, um, you know, learning disabilities, specialities or whatever, uh, superpowers, if you want to call them, because I always laugh and I say like, you know, these these kids just think of the world and look at the world differently from us, right? They're yeah. like, our brain thinks of it in one way. These kids have a different superpower and they, you know, ADHD, they think about that's their superpower, right? Because they can deal with so many I things. I totally agree so with that, actually. My grandson so, yeah. is a superhero. I mean, that guy has, yeah, it's, it is. It truly is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, and, and, and although we say, and I, I hate saying, calling them learning disabilities as well. Right. Cause it's just that they learn differently, learning mm-hmm. differently, right. Because <laughs> I don't know how you'd say, cause disability, it's, it's just that they learn differently. Right. So at the end of the day, like there are so many awesome business people out there who have got ADHD because oh. they have the energy. They can focus on so many different things. Elon, whereas, Elon Musk is a savant. Elon Musk is a savant. There we go. That's and people yeah. don't understand that about him, but he is not normal. I mean, you know, he's not average. It's beyond genius, right? Yeah. And so, you know, you sit there and you go, well, is it a disability? Well, no, not really. Like this dude is billions. Don't think of right? it that way. Hello. <laughs> um, and um, and we're the one, we're the ones who are idiots who are working, <laughs> who are working in it. No, I I'm an idiot who's working in a paid job, you know, doing X, Y, Z instead of like living my big life. And and I'm the one without a learning dis- disability. So I sit there and go, well, who's got the disability? You know? Um, but yeah, I can see the platform being really good for that because people, if some some of the people I've spoken to on this podcast have said too hard work to, to, to take my kids into school it's just it's tra- traumatizing for them they feel alienated because they're not like other kids as such and therefore they just say I'm homeschooling them and so this would be perfect because like you say they can get together with other um other families that are in similar situations you know and they can create a community in themselves yeah this is the this is the way of the future 
you have a perfect storm going on Claire yeah. right now because you have so many kids being diagnosed with autism and ADHD yeah. that can't do it in the school. You cannot, you, you cannot special education that high of a population period coupled with the fact that we're losing teachers and specialists, not just teachers, but bus drivers, you know, cafeteria people, aides, you can't find a substitute. And so you have, I don't know what you have in Australia, but here in, in uh, the U S we have laws about, you know, special ed. You, if you know, you, you, by law, your child has to have an individualized educational program an IEP and oh. they have to be, they, yeah, you can't do it. It's not, it's not even a thing anymore. And so, uh, <laughs> you just got the perfect storm going on and it's, it's not going to get any better. Yeah. It's, I think, I think we have a shortage of like 4,000 teachers and I don't even know if it's in, and I, I, I and the reason I just, I've read that somewhere that there's a shortage of 4,000. I don't know if it's in my state, Victoria, where I am in Melbourne, um, or whether that's nation nationally or, or whether it's another state. I don't know. I haven't got the details. But 4,000 just stuck in my brain because I just went, wow, that's a lot. That's, that's, that's a, a big, big shortage. And I know that at the moment, I don't know if it's due to COVID or whatever, but I know at the moment at my son's school, they're shutting canteens and they're shutting facilities because they just don't have the teachers to be yeah. able to man the other things. So they've gone, right, well, canteen, we can't man that. So we, you know, we don't have the resources. So we're, mm -hmm. you know, resources, staff, et cetera. Um, so we're not doing that. So, yeah, you know, the kids yeah. are just losing out. The uh, the largest teachers union in uh, the country, the National Educators Association, NEA, uh, took a poll a couple months ago uh, of teachers and found out that 55 percent are thinking of leaving the profession. Wow. 55 percent. 55 percent. I have read articles that whole schools have simply resigned. Wow. Do, do, do they know the reasons why? Is this like because yeah, I've been exploring. I mean, you know, that. I think these guys should get like paid a, a lot more than they are. But you know, um, yeah. well, there's no, there's no political will to really revamp the system because of the teachers unions. The teachers unions are not going to do anything innovative. It's just not in their best interests as as an organization. And they contribute so much to teachers, I mean, to uh, political campaigns and stuff that there's no political will. So um, it, we're just in a mess. We're just I in a mess. You, and you're talking about the states there, but I don't know what the situation yeah. is here in like Australia. And I'm assuming it's similar because let's face right. it. Right. Part of the reason there's, there's, the there's a bunch of deadbeat parents that simply see the school system as their, their drop-off point. They don't want their kid to be, they don't want their kid to be disciplined. They don't want their kid to be, you know, um, suspended from school or expelled. No matter what they do, they're going to fight that because they don't want to take care of them. And they're not involved in their child's education. They just, it's, this is just where we take our kids and, and, and we're done. Yeah. Deal with it. Then you have, uh, yeah. a, then you just have just this ridiculous amount of data mining going on where the teachers have to keep track of every aspect of a child's life so that they can give that information to the powers that be to, you know, be able to control us and market to us and so forth. And then you just have these uh, curriculums that are coming down that they have to teach. They got to teach to the test. There's no creativity. They're being you know, scored on it. I, I honestly think, and I, I mean, I, and I like, I only send my son to school. Um, I haven't really been involved in the school system. And my son's school is like, I have not a bad word to say about my son's school. They are awesome. They're trying to encourage and trying to do as best they can with what they've got. And I, and you know, we have great school community where we are and everything, but I do look at the curriculum and all of that stuff. And I do look at it and I go, okay, guys, this is great. But, um, we're in the world of internet and I know like we're you, the schools are using laptops and iPads and all of that stuff. And I suppose my son's only year two, right? So um, he's only grade one. Um, so as they get up older and, and to the different grades, it's all good. But I look at it and I go, so what are we teaching them regarding saving money? What are we doing regarding business? Like we go out into the work world and, and he's not at high school, so it could all have changed, but it doesn't seem to be changing from mm -hmm. 
my two stepdaughters and what they're dealing with. And I sort of go, are we getting them to set up and build businesses? Are we actually getting them to understand how to manage people? Are we actually, and I'm, I'm asking, are we actually? So if anyone out there listening to this, feedback to me. me, tell me. Yeah, call me, email me, do whatever, and tell me what's going on. I'll get you on the podcast. I really, but I, I am sitting there going, are we preparing our kids for the work world? Because a work world is a full-time, nasty, full-on, it can be great, but it can be full-on, scary place for them to be. Mm-hmm. And it's boring. Do you know what? I go, it's nine to five, right? It's not It's not nine till 3.30. It's nine to five and sometimes longer than that. And I also go, um, it's boring, people. Like, it's it's not that, you know, You, I mean, it can be interesting. I find my day job is really interesting. I love it. But, like, when you're 20-something, it's going to be boring, right? It's not going to be fab. So, um, yeah, I mean, there are times where I've been bored out of my brain sitting yeah. there going, why am I doing But the reason I'm doing this is to get a paycheck, right? But yeah. um, And there have been a lot of lessons that I've had to learn in a work environment that haven't particularly been nice lessons that I sit there mm-hmm. and go, what did I learn at school that would have made this different? Prepared. What about – Yeah. And I think it's even worse nowadays with social media and stuff. I'm on my high horse now. Here we go. But, like, but like do you, I, I don't mm-hmm. know, social interaction. Like actually talking to people and I mean, maybe we won't have to go in the office in another five, six odd years. I mean, I know I work a lot from home, but how do you manage and deal with people? Get yeah. people to do what you need to do. Yeah. Well, you've, you've hit on so many uh, points. I'm not sure where to start to respond to that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. I just, had, I just had a verbal splurge there. I just went, I right, okay, well, here we go. People. This is my thoughts and feelings. <laughs> Um, people because they start thinking about things well, like wait well, a minute wait a minute wait a minute and I don't mean to do that I don't make mean yeah. to make anybody feel like you know they're they're not they're not doing no doing thank you because you know, people should be a bad parent or anything like that so I don't want, don't want you to go there because we're all doing our best right no we, all, we love our kids yeah. and we want yeah, the we, best exactly for them. and uh things are things have just kind of taken this weird turn in education they've just kind of since COVID, they've taken this strange, the strange turn. And um, so that's where I'm coming from. It's like, there are a lot of people out there that have awakened to, and they, ha- and they can do maybe what you can't do. Um, and so I, we just want to give people options. We, you know, they need to, they need to have alternatives. And um, uh, I'm really excited to, to bring this to the world because I think um, we are, we are, on the cusp of a radical revolution in education. I think that we're really starting to see something that's going to be a big change. And I want people to be able to, to have our options and to not feel like it's COVID all over again. And they're being, you know, when, when they find out that their kid is in a class of, of 50 kids and it's four grade levels and the teacher is on a screen because what out school is going to do is they're going to, they're scaling up their business, taking their classes into the public system because there are not enough teachers. So your kid is going to be in a class wow. with, they're going to be like a college class. I mean, this is kind of what's, what's happening. And so you have to decide, and, and they're going to hire somebody for, for very little money to sit in there and kind of supervise. I mean, this is kind of where we're heading. And uh, because you're just not going to have enough people, people aren't going to put up with it anymore. So, yeah. No. Uh, so, okay. So, so that's sort of how it works as such, or what's going to be on the platform, what you're offering on the platform. So how do people slow, like one, how do people sign up? Like if I'm a parent and I want to sign my child up for that, mm-hmm. um, how do I yeah, do you would go on the website and you just you'd have to have some idea. And if you and if you're starting from ground zero and you and you know if it, if it were you, Claire, and and you were like, yeah, I can't yeah. have my kid. Use me as an example. Yeah, yeah, I can't have my kid in in a class of fifty kids with, you know, fourth and fifth graders and third third and second grade. You know, a big mishmash and you know, and they're just sitting there and they're trying to 
listen to the teacher on a screen. If that was happening, you'd have to do something. If that was happening, he would be out of there. I mean, his class are probably 10 to Mm -hmm. 12 kids. Um, And so, yeah, all the same grade with a teacher and also a school aide. Right. So I'm very lucky with where my kid is at. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we get weekly, like we get weekly or biweekly emails. I got an email from the teacher yesterday with a couple of pictures of my son saying, right, (laughs) these are some ideas about what, you know, what we are doing this. So, you know, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I can't fault his school. I'm really lucky, but you know, not yeah, all and maybe, like if, this, maybe, you know, you know, know. so we're just doing hypotheticals. And if he was yeah. in a 50, yeah, we're just doing hypotheticals. Yeah. yeah. But if he was in a class, but if he was in a class of 50, even if they were all the same grade, I'd be starting to yeah. debate and wonder, well, what benefit is he getting? And, um, you know, if he's falling behind and there's only one teacher, yeah. who's helping him? That's who's the problem. Like, you know, that's, that's the whole thing. Cause I can only do yeah. so much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, so, no, 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 it's okay. Carry on. So, so you would, you would go on this site and you would say, um, you know, I, I just, I really need a full-time tutor for my son, or I need to find a program or curriculum or uh, some other kids or a private school, something. I mean, I don't even know what I need, but I, I'm, I'm starting from ground zero here. So you would go on there and you just, you'd be able to search for what you're, for several different options. I mean, there's going to be, you know, there may be uh, pods starting up in your, in your area or a private school starting up in your area or a you know, I mean, just whatever your, whatever your options are and, and based on what you can afford. And, uh, that's what it is. That's, it's just simply a connection point. It's like the Angie's list, you know, I need somebody to build me a deck and you go on and you can choose from 10 different people and talk to them and find out their availability and their price. And, and that's just basically what it is. And so do you, as a parent, do I have to pay to go on the platform or like with Upwork and Fiverr and stuff like that, you the actually professional, we t- we take ten percent out yeah, there or whatever. Right now, our yeah. we're slated and to do a ten percent cut. Yeah, yeah. And so, so you would negotiate with the person who basically. So, as a parent, I would say, "Hey, I need somebody to give my son extra maths, say for example, sake, um, for an hour a week or whatever." Somebody comes to me and goes. Yeah, I can do that. I can do that online or I can come at your house. I can do whatever. And then that person would say, I'm 20 bucks an hour, for example's sake. Um, And then you would take 10% of that 20 Mm -hmm. bucks that I would give that. So if – so that the transaction goes on on the platform as such and you just – I pay the person on the platform. You take Mm -hmm. 10% of what I'm paying them and that's it. Easy peasy. Yeah, so you got your Google, uh, your calendar's built in. You just schedule it all right there. You know, you have your they they've got a background check. You know that they're on the up and up. And yeah, yeah. And so if you're a teacher wanting to go on this platform, right, then you would fill in all your details, all your expertise, and everything, and then you just wait for. You can search obviously for people advertising that they want people um to help their children or whatever um can you post an ad about what you're offering Mm -hmm. as a teacher okay yeah yes yeah you do a profile and you know you can pay more for you know being up front on the top top row this sort of thing if you you know want to get really going with it uh faster and get more people um people tend to do pretty good on out school i've done um a lot of research on that and as we were kind of visiting before uh, we started the podcast, um, this is going to be a platform open to all, right? Some other platforms you find uh, don't allow any kind of religious instruction and, you know, nothing political. And a lot of them don't even like history the way <laughs> some of us remember history being taught and honoring honoring our um, our constitution and different things like that. So, that's all going to come back on our platform and people don't have to be afraid of that. And uh, we welcome everybody. If you don't want that, don't, don't get it. Um, And we, you know, we would encourage, I I would think, you know, the teachers would, would love this sort of thing. They can write their own curriculum and they can present it to people. There's, there's so many different ways to teach math. And if your kid doesn't, uh, that's one of the beauties of homeschooling is that, you know, you can, you can try different methods of, of teaching something writing and reading and, and all these different 
sorts of things. And you find the way that your child learns. You can't do that in home in in the public school. You are locked in. Well, there are in. three different ways that we all yeah. There's three different ways that we all learn, isn't there? Really, there's kinesthetic, right. auditory, or visual, right. right? So at the end of the day, if you're a teacher who's visually teaching something, you're leaving out two thirds of the class basically, um, because you might have auditory learning. And I'm sure, and I know. For a fact, I know that Oscar School doesn't do this, but like I'm sure that teachers nowadays teach all different manners, you know, kinesthetically, auditory and um, visually, because, you know, we know about that now. And therefore, if we were producing teachers who didn't teach in all of those different mediums, then, well, we'd be leaving out kids and kids would be leaving behind. But um, but at least that way, if you do know your kid is visual, well, then that's how you teach them, isn't it? You don't have to do all the others. Right, right. And you have all that before you. You have all those options. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. I, yeah. Wow. So, um, so you're, so I've, so you're launching end of July. Can people sort of show an interest and sign up now? And you'll have the, you'll have the, the link, right? Did I send that to you? Okay. Yeah. yeah, Cause they can go right now and sign up. In fact, you know, there's going to be good, good deals right up front. So what, so, uh, so what was the address again? So I haven't got it in front of me. It's www.owl. Home Education Network. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, So, yeah. So they just need to put that in. And And it'll come up and you go, go. you go sign up and get started. I mean, we're, we're pretty much ready for you. Get on an email list. And and as soon as we're launching, you'll be able to go on and put your profile on a video, you know, this sort of thing. So exciting yeah. yeah no that would be awesome <laughs> and um do you so that's the um, network but you actually do quite a few other things don't you have you got like a blog yeah yeah i have uh, the blog got? is the same name al home education network blog.com and i am yeah. i am pretty political um and uh really want people to open their eyes to what's going on at least here in the states with the crt yeah. And the uh, sexual, yeah. you know, indoctrination, transgenderism, and so forth, alternative sexualities. Yeah. Which at such a young, I mean, we we are in a we are in a furor in this country <laughs> over this stuff. Oh, People really? are so angry about any book being banned from the school library. It, isn't, it it should be anything goes. I mean, the the big battle that's happening here is who has control of the kids. Who do the kids belong to? Do you yeah. drop your kids off at the corner and now they belong to the school and you don't have any say because a lot of people in education oh. believe that a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. And yeah. parents are fighting back and it's, it's getting hotter and hotter and hotter. And it's uh, crazy. Nobody had any idea that this was somebody was thinking this, you know, I think we're, we're a little bit more, well, my impression anyway, and like I'm, I'm a, foreigner in in australia but like my impression here is people are a little bit more laid back as long as the kids are happy and you know they're i don't think we but like i don't i don't feel as though in australia and i have only been here 15 years but i don't feel as though we us here ban books and ban things i think we have more of an issue around racism and sexism and and isms right but we don't do i think it's more um it's not that we'll ban a book we'll just go well don't buy it then or you know just well, this don't is in the school libraries these are in the school libraries and and uh so there's been they're quite diverse here with the library stuff yeah. though so well they they yeah. had some really interesting uh videos up of, of parents taking a book that they got out of their kids library in in an elementary school and reading it at the school board meeting and the, them turning the mic off and saying, that's inappropriate. Kids are listening. They're like, I got this book out of my kids public library at school. <laughs> you okay. can't hear it. And you're trying to tell it. I mean, it's some of it's graphic pedophilia, wow. you know, real bad stuff. And, and, and they have these in the libraries at the schools and it's, it's been slipped in over the years because nobody's paying attention. Who's, who's paying attention to what books are in the uh, library of your kid's school? See, well, no, that's right. But see, I was, I was, I was 
anyway fascinated i was no but i was fascinated the other day because oscar brought back a book with him that basically um was about celebrating like family celebrations is what it was called family celebrations and it was a book that he needed to read right and so we're reading for it and it went through christian celebrations it went through muslim celebrations it went through hindi celebrations it went through um jewish celebrations and i was like wow and i you know i mean we've got we've got jewish friends over here and so i was like oh so you know uncle yoni will tell you more because he was asking more about like bar mitzvahs right and i'm going well like I was brought up as a like Christian, right? So I'm agnostic now. But like I sit there and I go, well, Uncle Johnny, <laughs> yeah, who's you know who's got the little baby who you who has looked after you and stuff. Like he'll tell you more about Bermitzmas because I don't really know. And he can like if you want to learn more about what Jewish people do, um, you know, he'll tell you. He's more than and happy to exactly tell you. That's exactly what our schools, if they're going to do cultural stuff, that's exactly what they should be doing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Same with, same with like, we, he he was brought up in a family daycare center that they were predominantly um, Indian, right? So, like, he knows about, you know, some of the Indian beliefs and various issues. I mean, you know, I had no issues with it. It's I think awesome. it's great. I think it's awesome if he and he was brought up with Chinese he was brought up there was other there was Chinese children there. There were Greek children there. There was so like we're a world, we're a big, massive global world with all these different cultures and yeah. religions in it. Everyone's we should learn now. about it. Doesn't mean to yes. say you need to follow that culture or religion, but learn about it. Respect right. the people and, you know, just get on with it. Yeah. So the, the sec, the second, I just, my last podcast was with a man named Brian Ruka and and he, he just started up a podcast because he lives in Boston and he's out and he's a, he's a policeman. He's out on disability right now, but his, his, his 10 year old son brought home a book and an assignment that he had had to do. And the book was on a boy who was uh, his age, a 10 year old who was coming out as a transgender. And it was his story of, of, you know, it's a fictional story of, of, of a boy, what he went through talking to different people and his family. And at the end, they had a big party for him because he was so brave and it was so wonderful that he was now becoming a girl. This is 10. This is 10 years old. Yeah. Did, did his son this understand is, about no, it? No, and he's, he, he doesn't. And, and, you know, the guy he says, I'm, you know, we're practicing Catholics. Yeah. I, I don't agree with this. And so he called the school, talked to the principal. The principal said, well, I sent an email and, and he didn't get um, he didn't get a response for a while. And then he finally got a response. And the, the principal said, well, I had to reach out to the equity department of the Boston School District before I could respond to you. And then he called him and he said he was very nice. And he said he said all he said to me was I have to call the equity department. So Brian called the equity department. The equity department simply cut him off. He said it was a two minute conversation, just said, your religious beliefs have nothing to do with anything. Bye. So then he tried to get on the school board to voice his concerns. And he said it was a three hour ordeal and they gave him two minutes at the end to, to say anything. And, and he says, I can, you can't get anywhere with saying, I want my child exempted from this stuff. Yeah. It's it. They're too young. Yeah. This is not something I want to discuss in my th- family. Yeah. Yet. I think we need to. And consider- you have no business t- talking about this with my son. Yeah. I think we need to consider age appropriate information. Um, but yeah, no, I know. Yeah. This wow. is the kind of, but this is the kind of thing that's really roiling in, yeah, in this, in this country, state. So yeah, we know yeah. we, I, well, I believe, um, and it's like, this is the thing though. I don't watch TV. I don't watch the news. I don't watch stuff <laughs> like that with my son. Um, well, one, I don't want to get depressed. I mean, free COVID, that must have been horrendous. I mean, we didn't really know. And I also didn't want him to get anxious and panicky right. about COVID and what's so yeah. we didn't watch TV. we didn't watch the news like that right. because why would we? It's depressing why, watching why, the news. Why would you do that? Why would yeah. you do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So but this is it is it is. And so this is part of the reason why I've also come to doing what I'm doing is yeah. because I think it's important educating everyone around <laughs> I, like, I think it's important educating everyone around like trans and 
and um, homosexuality and all of that stuff, but it has to be age appropriate. It's got, it's got to be like age appropriate because there are people out there living who are trans, yeah. right? So, um, and they're just like, yeah, you know, I, they're human beings no, just like everyone else. That's right. And there's, there's no, there's no question. The, 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 the real fight is about who gets, who gets to decide when children are exposed to it and when they, and wh- how they're, how that's, it's how that's presented, who gets to decide that in society? Is it the job of the school or is it the job of the parents? The parent, I know it's a big, and it is that's a big the thing. It's really not about transsexuality or homosexuality or global warming or any of that or racism. It's not about any of that. It's about who, who gets to decide and because especially Christians in, in this country are, are, you know, labeled as homophobic and transphobic and all this stuff, then the schools feel like, well, we, we have to take over and wow, that's yeah. just setting us up for a civil war. Oh, well, hello. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can't yeah. do that. This are our kids. So I know. I know. Whatever, wow. whatever. I know. Oh my God. So we did go down a bit of a rabbit hole there, but no, this is why you you know, we've got this platform. You can go it. in there. You can educate your child as you see fit. No, which as is you awesome. see fit, as you That's see right. fit. That's okay. Um. So, hey, thank you for coming on the podcast. It's been awesome talking to you. I know we've like gone a bit down rabbit holes here and there, but I, you I know, know I'm sorry. Were, no, 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 no. I think it's good. I like, I think we need to talk about this stuff. We need to get stuff out in the open. Um, and if we don't, then like, well, where are we going as a, you know, yeah. human race as such? Yeah, we have to be able to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah. fair enough. Um, And listen. And that's what it is. It's talk about it. Listen. Listen. See, you know, what other yes. people's opinions are. Respect people. Be human. Just get on, people. Let's just get on. And, 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 and love. Love people. Yeah. I mean, I have no problem with my, you know, I have a gay son. He has lots of trans friends. It's not a problem. No. It's, it's none of that's a problem. And uh, so we have lots to look forward to. We have a lot to, a lot of progress to make and we're yeah. going to make it. Yeah. We're just going to open it up and uh, be a blessing to yeah. everybody. Yeah, no, I agree. I do have one final question for you though. One <laughs> final question. It's not a hard one. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Oh, that's a good one. Oh, yeah. No, sorry. We could be going down another rabbit hole here. But, yeah, no, superpower. <laughs> superpower. What would it be? A superpower uh, for me would be, I think, I don't want to be too, you know, cliche. No, you're right. be too mushy. But truly, if people could just feel how much I love them, mm-hmm. I, I, I could – I'm well off and I don't have to do this. I could, I could sit around making quilts, which is another thing I love to do and tend to my garden. I don't think you but would I'm, do that. <laughs> I'm doing this because I, I truly believe in people and I believe in their, their greatness. And I, I love people. Yeah. And so I'm just spending my time trying to give people the options that uh, I think they're looking for. Yeah. I'm spending my time and a lot of money. Yeah, no, um, well, look, well, this. thank you for that, for spending your money <laughs> and your time on doing this. No, yeah, no. Well, so you just want to inject them with love, basically. That's not a I bad do. thing. I, I want That's people right. to feel like they just give them the give them the power and the freedom. And the I choice think in their so. Lives. I'm now coming up for a year of doing this, right? And maybe I should turn this around and say, what would be your evil power? <laughs> because I've asked this for a year now and people who have listened to me regular are probably going, oh, here we go. That's that final here question she asks. Bloody superpower thing. Oh, here we go. Yeah. And like, I need to like, I, maybe I need to turn it around. I'll have to, I'm going to have to have a good think in the next couple of weeks because we're now getting to, I will be a year old. It's my anniversary on um, the 1st of June or thereabouts. So it's only a couple of weeks away. And so I said, I promised I would change this last final question. I, I don't know if any psychologist out there can tell me why I'm asking this question and what insight it gives me because I, I just find it fascinating. Some people say flying. Some people say um, they want to travel back in time and do all of that stuff. And 
you know oh there's so many so many different ones but yeah I think I, I think I would honestly make people so they couldn't talk <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> for, oh, for do you know, can I have time. that power because like my just, son just, could talk just, the hind legs off a donkey just be quiet and listen yeah to each other yeah just be quiet I mean that's it's not really very evil I guess but I know that would frustrate for a lot of people very happy me too <laughs> just be quiet and listen to each other for a minute. Okay. Just stop for a minute and, and try to try to tune in. Yeah. No, that's right. That's right. I have never thought about having an evil power. Yeah. I know. Or this is what I'm thinking. Well, this is, this is a thing, right? So I'm thinking, Oh, you know what? Well, I don't even know what my evil power would be. Um, my super, uh, I mean, you know, if I could eat anything and not get fat, that would be oh, a lovely yeah, no, that would be, I think it's all like, you and me both. That man. would be, don't even go awesome. there. I'm still trying to get rid of the 20 kilos I put on in COVID. So, um, yeah, I've sort of <laughs> given myself this year, but it doesn't seem to be working. I'm almost halfway through no. and I'm like, oh, that's two kilos no, gone, but no. I've still got another 18 to go. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's all right. It's just a battle being old and trying to lose weight. Hey yeah. ho. I'm going through the menopause at the moment, so that's always good. Happy days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. So, look, thank you. Thank you so much for coming and speaking to us today. It's been a real pleasure. Thanks <laughs> so much. I wish you all the luck with your network. Hopefully people listen to this will have a look at it, sign up for it, and we'll go from there. Thank you. Thank you, Claire. Yeah, you're, you're amazing. Thank See, you for your so time. So you. See you later. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you would like to hear more, please hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. If you would like to support us further, share this episode with your friends and family. And finally, drop us a review on iTunes as I'd love to hear your thoughts, comments and ideas. It all helps me to understand and produce awesome content you want to hear just like this. If you want to check out our past episodes, write to us, appear on the podcast, or for links, resources, and show notes, go to our website, www.strongsingleandhuman.com. We are also on all the usual social media platforms, Insta, Facey and Twitter. I hope you have a wonderful week and I hope to see you back here again soon. Be kind to yourself and remember, no one is perfect. We're all just putting one foot in front of the other and doing our best. I'm Claire Martin and you've been listening to the Strong, Single and Human podcast.